Welcome to the Born Together podcast. I'm Techie Quay. I'm many things. The one I'm enjoying most is being mum to my daughter Ava. This podcast is about the common experience of motherhood. It is a contemporary archive of lives lived as mothers as well as being ourselves. I hope you may find connection and community in these shared stories. Thanks for coming on this journey with me and happy listening. This week I'm in conversation with my dear friend Kezi who opens up about her journey growing into the role of motherhood, coming to accept her baby and beginning her journey learning about anti-racism for herself and working to support, celebrate and educate her son. There's lots of laughs and joy in this episode and I'm sure you will enjoy it muchly. Happy listening and here we go. Hi Kezi, thanks for coming and joining me on the podcast. Hi Techie, thank you so much for having me here. Oh, this is a nice one. It's a bit indulgent talking to your friends about motherhood. So we'll see. Hopefully we stay on track a bit and don't bore too many people. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into just a normal everyday conversation. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is what we did yesterday and this is what we had for dinner. That's not what yeah. people care to know. <laughs> um, Kezi, would you mind introducing yourself uh, for the listeners and telling us a bit about your family and what you do yeah of course so I'm um, I'm Kezi I'm a mother to Eden who is 18 months and my partner who I'm still a partner because I'm waiting for that ring to <laughs> <laughs> this is for him to listen to yeah and yeah, um, we live in southeast London and at the moment I'm working full-time so my partner is acting as stay-at-home dad um, for the summer, which he's absolutely smashing. He's amazing at, at it. And I'm also a photographer as well. So I'm on Instagram at Kezi Photography if you want to check it out. I was going to say, you sort of don't have one full-time job. You have many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my energy is kind of spread around. <laughs> But it's amazing. Everyone should definitely go and have a look at your photos and call you up. But Kezia, do you want to maybe um, we'll jump in to talk about your journey into motherhood? Sure. Do you maybe want to take us to the beginning of, of your first pregnancy? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, both pregnancies were a complete and utter shock. They were not planned. I guess I didn't don't realize how fertile I was <laughs> um even but, just so, actually coming to realize that having sex makes a baby I feel that's a very adult I know thing. I know <laughs> how shocking <laughs> like, like a rumor <laughs> I know. no that's actually very valid that it actually makes a baby and it becomes a reality yeah. from that action it's not yeah <laughs> oh god the science behind it but yeah so um so yeah the first pregnancy was gosh uh maybe three years maybe I can't remember three or four years ago and I was not ready for that at all but I immediately felt like this is meant this is meant for me I'm meant to be a mum I was just started indulging in all of the the baby clothes and looking at all of you know what's available for new mums and um signing up to things and really running away with it and connecting to this growing life inside me quite quickly and it was 
maybe 12 weeks I think and I was on the way to India with my mum and I started bleeding and it just kept kept happening the blood just kept happening and um like I didn't really know much about miscarriage at all but it it's quite I don't know it, it was very painful um and that in itself was quite a shock like to go through physically and emotionally so I just yeah I wasn't anticipating that at all and obviously learning after the statistics are so high mm. um for miscarriage so yeah so that was my first pregnancy and it wasn't too long I think it was probably less than a year um and then I fell pregnant again which again I mean I wasn't on birth control so I don't know why it was such a shock (laughs) (laughs) it It was yes I was kind of of the mentality that I, I I didn't really want to be putting like pills and stuff in my body and both myself and my partner loved the concept of having a baby so you know it's quite it's quite like a a fantasy like oh you know we could have a baby but the reality was still a massive shock when it happened and I I I figured out that I was pregnant before even taking the test like I just felt that something was different and you know obviously my period was late but I I just felt like I know this feeling Mm. um and I, I I took to it very differently from my first pregnancy. I wasn't as accepting and sort of happy running with it. And then I took the test, which just made it factual yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> it's, um, it's been told that this is it. It's happening. The, the exactly. Those red lines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I held on to it by myself, the information for... I think a couple of weeks I didn't tell anybody even uh, his my partner and I think it it did take a while to accept that all of the changes that would be coming with this journey into motherhood I think I mean on reflection it probably was that I hadn't really grieved for the first pregnancy and the first loss but then also entwined with that I was incredibly scared for losing Mm. this baby again like I mean it it kind of felt like it was an intangible in uh, like dream yeah but in a way that you know this baby is never gonna happen I'm I'm not it's not meant to be so I'm gonna lose it type thing I was very very obsessed almost with that um and I'm so yeah you've lost a baby and I imagine so often there isn't a reason why it happens and in some ways I don't know I feel like if you knew then you could avoid it or you could work to make it different whereas it's yes I guess the powerlessness of of what can you do to make this different absolutely yeah 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 yeah, exactly it's the loss of control over the inevitable so just kind of giving yourself up and allowing what's going to happen happen Mm. um but yeah I mean I was also still kind of very scared for motherhood as well it it, as I said it did take me by surprise um and I was still kind of wanting to do things with my life that (laughs) I I thought would be completely taken away and stopped after having a baby 
um, you know, like all the, the tick box things like owning a house and travel and things like that. And so, yeah, that was also playing a part in, oh, my goodness, I'm not ready, but I'm getting bigger and this is happening. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But that element of accepting just didn't really happen for me. But the pregnancy itself was, I can't really complain. I mean, the first trimester was horrific with sickness. After that, I was quite lucky, really. Um, I didn't grow massively. I didn't, I was waiting for that day when I look in the mirror and I was like, I popped. But that didn't really happen. (laughs) (laughs) Just a big belly, but not overly huge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I remember going to classes like... um, in the third trimester and I didn't really have long left and I I was wearing like tight clothing and and like trying to really show the fact that I am pregnant (laughs) (laughs) I think I was the opposite I was like oh I was trying to wear all this stuff to like hide it away and because I don't know I think it doesn't matter if you're really big or really Mm. small everyone has an opinion on your bump don't they you're like oh Mm. no way (laughs) definitely definitely I, I think that's just something that continues I mean as soon as people know that you're you're carrying you are something to be talking about Mm. and that does just continue so yeah that's yeah it's definitely part of the the journey I guess Mm. Um, and with your first pregnancy you're not really sure what to do with the comments no um... It's like I don't know any different. I've only yeah, done this, this one yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everyone definitely. would tell me like, "Oh, you're definitely having a boy," and I knew mm. people having a girl from like the earliest point you could find out. Did you? Um, and I just thought it was so funny. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Well, you're wrong. Got <laughs> 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 no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> Did you tell people? sometimes I think sometimes like especially when you're not going to see people again it's just like oh yeah well we don't know yeah yeah, well no it's definitely a boy and they would always have a very true reason as to why they were the expert and they knew Um, all of the myths yeah 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 I don't think anyone said that it looks like I was carrying a girl really that's so funny yeah obviously had a very like your little secret And did you do much prep, Kezi, for um for your birth? For the birth, well, I was just like, I'm. I've got a high pain threshold. I think I will be fine. Kind of attitude. <laughs> That's preparation enough, no? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I was so mentally and emotionally underprepared for what was to come. The birth, like I've spoken to you about this before, but I always say that it was traumatic for me. Um, just because it was so long and <clears throat> I didn't really have any pain relief. I didn't take to the gas and air. I was being sick. I wasn't able to go in the, the um, pool for too long. It, it was just a lot of elements of stress with extreme levels of pain that is just completely uncomprehendable (laughs) (laughs) you hadn't Um, had any idea that was coming oh my goodness absolutely not but how amazing that like afterwards you just forget yes don't you it's something people have always 
I think it's an interesting thing because I remember when I was pregnant and people would say, well, don't worry, you'll forget, sort of, mm. that's mm. part of the process. And I was like, well, I don't really want to forget. Like, I'd love to have this amazing yeah. experience and, yeah. you know, I want to remember it forever. But actually... Is this before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is before. And then I, I think you have to actually write it down because I thought, well, there's mm. no way I could actually... There's no way I could forget everything that happened but there's a weird thing when you give birth where you're present and you're completely absent at the same time Um, oh yes yes yeah so that's a good way of putting it yeah so looking back it just it is an interesting thing Mm -hmm. where I can't Mm -hmm. really remember it and in my mind I it's the same sort of with pregnancy I was like I know it was intense and it was big Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. actually recall the the physical sensation no and do you feel like it it went so quickly when yeah. you look back like yeah you don't really remember being <laughs> pregnant time, like it was a dream but yeah pregnancy I think for me I I think I don't mess give birth any day but for me being pregnant is the down oh really I just nine months is too long for oh, me and I'm so, it is I'm I'm just so uncomfortable and I feel mm. hungover for nine months at least this one <laughs> this one pregnancy I went through <laughs> oh gosh yes nine months is an incredibly long time and when you're when you're in it I mean for me everyone was saying how quick it was going and I was like this is the longest time of yeah. my life it was <laughs> the longest nine months of my life like since mm. Ava's been at her side nine months just disappears it's like yeah. water through my yeah. fingers oh my goodness yeah, yeah being pregnant nine months is long <laughs> yeah yeah I'm with you on that one and did you have was it just your partner with you when you gave birth to Eden or did you go to hospital yes yeah I went to I went to hospital before I was um like classed as the active labor stages um because I was kind of having contractions the whole night and they were getting worse I thought so I I went into hospital um and they admitted me because I was being sick so they gave me pathogen yeah um which helped and then I had McDonald's (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was in the birth plan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, um, well, there you go you had something you had put preparations in place some sort of plan yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I feel like the whole world was there really there's a lot of people I had my mum my sister and my partner kind of throughout and just yeah lots of different faces and people I can't really remember, but I'm pretty sure the midwife I had changed. I think it's just because it went on for so long and it went into like night shifts and things like that. And, you know, it ended with like in a bright room with my legs spread apart and with loads of doctors and stuff. So, yeah, pretty much the whole world was present. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was there. Yeah. It's funny, someone the other day, I was listening to another podcast and she was saying how um, she like every time she'd um like the the nurses would leave the room she'd like put on all her Mm. clothes and she felt really that she had to protect her modesty and I just thought oh it's such a different experience for everybody and I just thought Mm. it's not something every day where lots of people are there talking about your body and you know what you're doing right or wrong or it's quite exposing (laughs) it is yeah it is and like making notes of 
every single minute of what's happening and what's changing yeah yeah it's yeah it's that's a good experience. point isn't it like never are our bodies mm. under such scrutiny maybe if you're an Absolutely. athlete or something but that's definitely not my calling um no but yeah <laughs> yeah every, every moment documented yeah that's yeah. so true yeah. Yeah. yeah and then what was it like when you finally gave birth to Eden I mean, I feel like this is kind of a theme throughout my pregnancy and birth and early motherhood. I didn't really ever have that moment of complete happiness and in love. And I'm, I don't know if it's kind of a shared feeling with others. I think as time has gone on and I really built that connection and, and, and love for him, I had less guilt. But I felt like there was such a pressure for that moment for that feeling that you're waiting for. It just felt so surreal after all of that pain and trauma and then being handed this baby who from the moment he entered this world screamed <laughs> until, I mean, still now. <laughs> so, it hasn't stopped. No, no, no. <laughs> Very vocal. Yeah, it was just a completely overwhelming, intense, oh gosh, experience ever. So, yeah. And I guess I don't know. your partner was sort of thinking like, oh, it'd be nice to have a baby or to be parents. It's so far away from that moment of actually meeting mm. your baby, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, like I didn't have, I, I really thought that I would have like um depression and and really bad low moods because I kind of have that anyway but luckily and I'm so grateful that I didn't and I didn't feel disconnected from him I guess immediately I, I felt like I needed to look after this new life even though I'd just been like <laughs> completely physically dragged through the worst thing I've ever experienced ever and I hadn't slept for so many days but mm. Oh, I did sleep. have that feeling. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no sleep, rather. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, it's delirium on another level. I was like seeing things. <laughs> oh, it's incredible because it's like your body sort of takes over, and I don't know. It must yeah. be like adrenaline or something. Mm. You, I think that's maybe something we don't talk about enough because I sort of feel like you talk about the birth and meeting your baby. But it's not like you then go on holiday and you get to recuperate from this massive physical event. Um, It's like, well, now that you're really tired and your body's recovering, you need to give more than you've ever given before. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a blur. Like from that moment that he was on my chest and the, the following few weeks and months are just such a blur because you are just in such a sleep deprived state and you are physically recovering as well and then all of the visitors and breastfeeding and everything going on it's just it was utter chaos yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's wild isn't it I think we need to do a bit more to support postpartum journeys Um, Mm -hmm. and I think births are especially important and I think it's for the reason that you can't go back and and redo them um I think it is nice with motherhood you have a bit more of that arc you have time to to 
get to know your baby and to grow and to mm. learn and I don't know and to do things right the next day or better to do a better yeah, job yeah, the next yeah. day it's yeah you've got more of that sort of give <laughs> definitely definitely yeah and then I mean it's so clear now looking to see like see you and Eden how much love is there was there a particular mm. moment that you or event that you think helped to facilitate that or it was just a matter of just time and days and then it grew organically that's a really nice way of putting it (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there was ever a moment um and I think like entering pregnancy and everything you you anticipate this one moment and you put a lot of pressure on this one moment but I don't Mm. think that ever really happened you know in everyday life I think it was just the natural growth I think probably he was a very screamy baby he was very very hard work he didn't sleep he wasn't you could just put him down and he would sleep peacefully um we tried everything it was it was a very very hard time I think just as he kind of was able to like sit up um gaining a little bit more independence as time went on um and I wasn't so fearful of leaving the house with him mm. um socializing with him and things like that and I, I I kind of accepted the baby that I had and tried to kind of just go with that and just surrender to it so yeah I I kind of grew myself within that role um and as he grew naturally I think we kind of just connected and bonded like that if that makes any sense no that makes complete sense and I think yeah I think it's such an honest open thing to share that it is you learning as well and accepting the baby yeah, you have yeah because yeah, yeah um, absolutely yeah. <laughs> it's not always easy and I think when you see other babies and you know they're always mm. much better for other people it's intense and I think too there's something about you know well be a good baby or you know yeah, or yeah. an easy baby or like do this for mummy or daddy I mean they're their own people exactly exactly yeah I'm such a believer as well that you are you you have the baby that you are meant to have that shapes you Mm -hmm. as a person that you were always meant to be and I'm such a believer of that now you know looking back as I was saying it's it didn't happen when I thought it was going to my life plan and it took me by complete surprise and I didn't really connect to the you know things like that but only now do I kind of realise and accept and I'm so happy with how things happened and when they happened because mm-hmm. I really do believe that he he aided and, and strengthened me as a person. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, these little tiny humans teach us mm. so much about ourselves. I think we're there to sort of care for them and they're teaching us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, we're yeah, not probably definitely. teaching them that much. So they probably know it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know, well, anyone who's followed you already, but one of the things that I came to really appreciate through your Instagram is your story being a mum to Eden and your Mm. journey learning how to support him because he's a child of mixed race, he's a black baby and you're a white mum. And I think that's an interesting journey, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about that. 
of course yeah no definitely I think that kind of ties into what I was just saying as well about it having him happen for a reason and I really do believe that it kind of accelerated my learning with anti-racism work and the importance of it and the weight that it has for me personally I mean I, I am obviously upset that it kind of took that for me to realize but I think very early days I I kind of was like reading and doing my own research and stuff like that and it happened quite naturally just realizing how important it was for me as a mother to who will one day be considered a black man Mm. to understand the obstacles that he will be facing and to do the best that I can to educate myself first and to help pave the way for him and educate him and give him the best opportunities and and just kind of I don't know educate him as well the importance of that was very clear very early on and I think Um, to have I don't know what's the word sort of like that common language that you know you understand and he understands and your partner Mm. understands and so I mean it might not be what everyone else in the world uses but a way for you guys to connect and talk about that experience yeah 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 definitely yeah I mean I think we were talking about this before as well but like the Black Lives Matter um, definitely highlighted that and gave opportunity for so much learning so much growth with all of the resources and uh, like books and information flying around I've, I've just been absorbing it as much as I can so I was already kind of on my own anti-racism journey myself but I'm so so grateful for all that has happened um in terms of just gaining the positives from it but like I talk about raising him in a way that he understands the obstacles but in the same breath I also want to make him so aware of the beauty in his culture and celebrating that and just do you know what I mean just kind of highlighting and shining a light on the positives yeah and all of the the incredible history yes yeah 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 absolutely and to celebrate and I think that's maybe one of the things we don't talk about enough is Mm. all that has happened um, but all that there is to celebrate in terms of yeah the culture exactly. and I don't know the languages and the history and the art and there's so much there that's yeah. unique and particular to the experience of being black but it is mm. something that can be enjoyed by others and of it's course, not just about course. I guess there's so many different ways that that can happen but mm. yeah just to have that connection I think it's amazing to to have that awareness um, and I think just in my own experience, 30 years ago, there wasn't that mm. experience, that awareness mm-hmm. on the part of parents in terms of how to help support through that cultural, I don't know, what's the word, maze, I guess. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. being a baby, both with a white family and a black family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I think, like, a lot of mothers to maybe... Um, like white white mothers um kind of felt like something just fell on their shoulders and they didn't nobody really knows how to deal with it and how to navigate through this and oh my goodness I need to 
teach a whole you know heap of history and <laughs> oppression and you know all of this on their growing child who is so innocent and it's it's not I think that really takes away from what it's meant to be mm. and just to kind of alleviate a lot of the, the pressure from that but to okay understand yourself that there is a lot of anti-racism work to be done within yourself and that you know ties in with unconscious bias on from the moment that you're born and what we are living in this society and to live and breathe that because obviously your child is learning through you but then to to not have to feel pressure to put that on your child but rather celebrate and show them all of the different cultures and you know just taking them out to like I don't know they in London there's so many events where they have different foods and music and colours and so many beautiful things that you can show them and it, it can kind of just like show them all of these things in that way mm. um and they learn in that sense too and I they do for me one of the big reasons I don't know if I'll ever be able to leave London is that's just a common experience you know yeah. it's that stuff so accessible here um and growing up in Australia it wasn't and even just mm -hmm, seeing mm -hmm. other black people in the streets wasn't a common experience and that's yeah. just something where I personally just am so thankful to be in this city um, that I never thought I was going to be here but there's so many pluses and there's hard things that come with that as well I know and I I don't know if it's too early for you to have thought about it but even just growing up as a black man in London comes with its own set of troubles and worries absolutely yes it definitely is it's it kind of has its positives which you know as you've said where there is so much diversity just literally walking out out of your door and that is something that's quite important to me like in Eden's education and the people that he grows up with and mixes with that he feels like he has a place and he understands mm. um who he is and where he's come from and um and loves that and understands that about himself and embraces it but of course that is definitely something on my mind as well yeah just the 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 obstacles that are ultimately going to be put in his way and to kind of make him aware and hopefully provide him with the skills and the confidence from as early as I possibly can to tackle that. It's an interesting thing because I was just thinking it sounded like in the beginning you maybe weren't entirely ready for motherhood um, mm. and then your motherhood's journey has been I guess motherhood and all this learning but I think mm. it's for all parents isn't it it's not just parents yeah. with black children it should be part of parenthood full stop or human humanhood definitely definitely um, yes but yes. it's something that we all need to be doing it is it is I mean yeah but of course we it's, it's the next generation and if we can equip them and provide them with as much knowledge and understanding as possible um, and appreciating diversity and understanding where the oppression has come from and being able to have the confidence to identify that and speak out 
that is really where change will happen mm-hmm. and I, I have hope yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I think in the past I've been almost scared to hope but and I don't know mm-hmm. if it's maybe something to having your own child you sort of have to hope like I feel yeah. like I have to hope yeah. harder now um, and work harder um, yeah as well but yeah it's a different sort of thing where you're looking at these yeah these future little tiny humans who won't be forever and just <laughs> yeah I think there's so many different things you know people often say like well what when, what happens when they ask you like well what did you do and I think that's a really big question but I think even just I'm sure I've read somewhere and it's like you know there's a joy in creating something positive for the next group of people to come mm-hmm. and I think that's also important too because it's probably something where we feel a lot of the time this heavy burden, but actually what a privilege to be able to do something to help our children and their children and um, yeah, these new generations that are coming Definitely. forth. Definitely. What, what a privilege. That's yeah, that's an incredible way to look at it because it shouldn't be a burden at all. And as you said, like it is, it is something for everybody to take on board in their own way and um instill in their children in when like however they feel appropriate to do so it's 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 not a clear-cut thing it's dealing with a lot of messy and quite scary things that nobody really none of us really know how to navigate the the proper way if there is one um (laughs) but we're all kind of just supporting each other as we go but it's identifying that this is absolutely crucial and necessary to do yes um yeah Yeah. and prioritizing isn't it and it's hard Mm -hmm. because I mean amongst that all like we're still you and I and the other mothers and parents listening like we're still just trying to get through the days as well exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely definitely different things to try and juggle and I think too it's not how to how to articulate this every moment of your day with Eden that his blackness is there but it's not something you have to be talking about all the time you know well exactly Um, exactly you have a lifetime with him to to build this this conversation so yeah of course of course yeah no definitely I think at the time when it was all at its peak during the Black Lives Matter and things like that everyone was kind of just running around like headless chickens like oh my goodness what do I do (laughs) how do I fix this when actually it's you know it's a problem that has been there in our society for many many years it's not going to be fixed overnight (laughs) so it does need that time to nurture and dedicate like real quality time that needs to be spent here um I think it's just understanding that and unpicking it within our own minds and unconscious bias as well you know um, whilst working through it with our children yeah. and, and again however way we feel appropriate to do so because it's a very personal thing and um, all parents true. will take to it differently but yeah we should all feel in a place to support each other on this journey mm-hmm. because that is what it is yeah well for someone who um had a hard beginning it sounds like you've definitely found your 
your stride in motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, I don't know. We just take each day as it comes, don't we? I think that's um, all you can do, though. I think that's part of it. And I think also yes, before yeah. you mentioned, like, surrendering. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've definitely learned. Mm. Um, and I've always struggled to do that. But I think it's something that I am going to be my my child and my experiences with my child will continue to teach me how to do it better mm. <laughs> yeah 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 they're teaching us yeah <laughs> definitely oh well, thank you so much for sharing everything that you have oh um, no thank you thank you it's, it's such an honor to have recorded and chatted with you honestly it really really is people who want to connect with you and um, you mentioned your handle earlier Yes, so I've got, I mean, my main mothering account, which is currently set to private, but please do request. Um, it's Mother and Earthling, um, and my photography account is Kezi Photography. Perfect. Well, hopefully people can come and find you there, and hopefully you won't be peppered with too many questions. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I welcome it, honestly. I, I love having chats and discussions, especially based on anti-racism and working through that so I absolutely welcome it well that's how we met on Instagram yes it is there we go (laughs) well thank you so much Kezi thank you such a pleasure and a treat (laughs) likewise I hope you enjoyed this episode come connect with me on Instagram with the handle born underscore underscore together I'd love to hear from you And please do share, subscribe and rate the podcast to help it get out to a wider audience. I'd love if you could. Until next week. Bye.